The CGA Tour, a podcast unlike any other. Now your host, Calvin Alexander. Welcome back to another episode of the CGA Tour podcast. On this week's episode, it's another episode of the Big Three in OKC. So I'm joined by Coach DeNicolo, Joel DeNicolo himself, and the bruiser, number... Oh gosh, I mess this up every time. 23, 32... Walter Ragnich. No, no, 25. 25? Man, I'm, I'm really close. Got to throw that five in there. I'm surprised he didn't say zero this time. Oh, yeah. Well, he, hey, zero on our hey. on the court, zero in our hearts. That's Calvin Alexander here for you guys for the class. I would have picked zero if I wasn't playing basketball before Russell Westbrook made it to the NBA. But yeah, Joel, definitely correct. It would have been zero. Yeah, would have. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, on this episode of the podcast, we've got three separate big topics for you guys. Of course, we're going to lead it off with a little bit of Blake Griffin to the Nets. Then we're going to go and move into updating our preseason predictions with Joel's got all of our stats here lined up for us to sure give Walter and I a bunch of information that we want to regret saying. And then Walter ends out the podcast with his power five rankings of pregame food meals or so or food that Walter makes. And we're all I'm very excited for that. So your mouth can currently start salivating at the idea of Walter explaining food topics to you. Calvin, I'm very excited for that segment. I do have a correction to make from last week's episode. Um, apparently, I was fooled by the internet. Uh, an NBA Top Shot uh, video of Paul Pierce going to the bathroom on himself actually did not sell. It is still out there. Super excited. There's a chance I could get it. And once I do, it'll be worth a lot of money. But uh, unfortunately, I was fooled by the internet. That one did not sell for $700,000 like I, I thought thought it had. Wow. Um, not too surprised. But you know what? I usually ask you guys how you were doing. I want to ask you guys instead. Uh, Joel, how was your weekend? What'd you do? Uh, man, went down to Dallas again, back to back weekends. Nice. Uh, la- uh, celebrated a birthday the previous weekend, and then uh, went to pick up my stepson for his birthday. So uh, a lot of back and forth trips uh, to Dallas here recently. How about how about you? Um, uh, you know, I decided to uh, go up to Detroit this past weekend here. Really? What, what for? I had helped Blake Griffin move to Brooklyn. I'd help him move. Uh, I'd help him get, the, get all stuff backed up. <laughs> Fellow Oklahoman, we had to get ready to go, you know? Looking out for his Oklahoma yeah, brother. Little, I like it. Put a, little, put a little Toby Keith on in the moving car, huh? Very nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hey, what's one 15-hour drive to Detroit going to hurt anyone, right? Uh, besides my pocketbook as I fix my car, I'm sure it's got issues now. Um, 15, hour, 15 hours, and you went uh, up by yourself? Oh, yeah. I just woke up uh, you you know, at just... 6.30 in the morning on Friday and hopped in the car and was uh, on I-44 headed east or northeast, I guess, at 6.27 in the morning. Um, How do you entertain yourself for 15 straight hours by yourself? Just a plenty of music, to, I assume? To, to be honest with you, I listen yeah. to a bunch of me talking to my own podcast and critique <laughs> myself and then write down notes of how I should improve it. And That's awesome. I know the next time I go driving somewhere, me, saying the words me talking on my podcast is going to be one of the things I try to make sure to delete from my repertoire going forward here. That was awesome. <laughs> the other things that I do, though, is I do listen to a bunch of other NBA podcasts. And one of the things that Ryan Rossillo and Bill Simmons himself uh, with the Ringer podcast brought up on the past when they did is, would you rather have Blake Griffin in your starting five or would you rather have Jeff Green? And so as we can talk about this right now, Blake Griffin, of course, it's all the rumors indicate and everything so far that I've seen says he's going to go to uh, to Brooklyn and sign with the Nets, all jokes aside. And they had, the Nets have Jeff Green on the roster, too. Jeff Green's been playing some center mids for him, although, you know, DJ 
DeAndre Jordan's been playing a lot of center minutes too. And then Bruce Brown, oddly enough, is playing some center minutes, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and then, of course, not on the defensive side of the ball. But I'll ask you guys this, and then I'll, I'll bring it back around to how I think he fits on the nets. But, Joel, you're clearly the Lakers fan here on the podcast. Would you rather have Blake Griffin or Jeff Green on the Lakers? I really wanted uh, – I, I was hoping that it was going to really happen and Blake come our way. Um, so, with that uh, that toss of a question between Jeff and Blake, um, definitely would favor towards Blake for the fit of the Lakers. Um, I haven't – I wasn't big on the Marcus Gasol signing at all and haven't been, you know, now that what we're, you know, halfway through the season. Um, I would have loved to see whether it's, you know, Blake sliding into that starting role or sliding Montrez into that starting role and Blake coming off the bench. Um, I would love to see that. I, I think we're pretty, pretty solid on shooting uh, with KCP and THT and Caruso and Wes and Schroeder. Um, so I think we're good there as far as, you know, I think Jeff's a little bit better shooter. Uh, then Blake, even though we know Blake has obviously re- kind of changed up his game completely night and day. Um, instead of being that uh, high flyer, he's now <laughs> a pretty uh, prolific uh, uh, player who likes to step behind a three-pointer arc, uh, what, five-plus times a game. So um, uh, Blake brings that ability um, still with us, but at the same time, um, man, I think him coming back to L.A., getting some sunshine and some palm trees around him, might be able to revive him because um, obviously he's been in a, a unfortunate uh, a downward trend here in the last few years, obviously since his injuries have all compiled. But uh, I think it would have been a, a good, good fit uh, within the Lakers uh, rotation. I, and listen, I, I'm all I'm all for that. Of course, we know that the, the team he previously played for did not make it to the bubble. So his numbers are going to be a little bit skewed into that. But he played 18 games last season. He's played 20 games this season so far. I know that'll go up. He's going to play some games for sure with the Nets, or if he doesn't end up signing with the Nets, then he'll definitely end up playing some minutes somewhere and playing some games. Walter, who would you rather have? Walt? Look, all right, here's the thing. I'd rather have Blake. I understand, though, I want Blake to win a title, so if I say Jeff Green and that means Blake goes to the Nets, I'm going to say Jeff Green just because I want Blake Griffin to win a title. But in this perfect world, I'm going to say Blake Griffin. I mean – Let's face it. I mean, people are accusing Blake of, you know, being on the downward end. I think, well, he's been hurt, number one. And number two, he's been dealing with a broken heart. I mean, they threw him a damn fair at Staples Center. And then what do they do? They turn around and trade him. Uh, So he's been dealing with that. I mean, my goodness, I think by coming to the Nets, he's still a career 20-point-per-game scorer, Uh, one of the strongest, strongest guys in the league. I uh, know he can still dunk. He's just been getting rested for this Nets run. So, uh, yeah, no, I, it's, it's pretty easy for me. Uh, Blake Griffin's younger. Uh, I still, still think he's more athletic, better scorer around the, uh, around the, around the rim. Uh, like Joel said, he's starting to try to shoot more threes. I, I would just rather have Blake Griffin. I think he's better. Hey, Walt. Again, I think we got to listen to uh, the pre uh, pre show prep. Um, he was specifically asking about how do you think you'd fit with your favorite team, the Thunder. I didn't hear that at all. Did I miss that part? Yeah, yeah no, I, I I addressed it. I said I would rather have Blake with the Thunder. Um, I would understand. But, but how do you think the, you would fit with the Thunder is the key question here. Do you think that he uh, would gel well, with this team or oh, kind of, of the wise older guy in the locker room? Uh, or? What do you do? Yeah, of course he would gel with the team. What are you guys talking about? I mean, he would he would easily move Baisley to the bench and it'd be him and, and Al Horford. Easily, yes. yes. Arguably be the best player on the team. 
What? No. What? Okay, what? and th- that's another thing. Talking about how Mike Conley got the nod over Shake Gilchrist <laughs> Alexander for the All Star game. I will never understand. Um, Dude, no, SGA is not going to be in a three point contest, though. Let's be honest here. That's that was part of it. That yeah, was part I guess of it that was too. Part of it. Uh, you know, uh, Simmons and Embiid. You know, they were in COVID protocol. I still think you call up Shea and get one of those little emergency COVID tests. And you give Shea a chance. Uh, but it doesn't <laughs> matter. He's still young. He's going to have plenty of all-star appearances uh, to come. So, Listen, I'm, I'm, yep. I'm all for that. The The issue I have with Blake playing um, a lot more minutes going forward is that he was asked to do something wildly different in Detroit versus what he was asked to do um, in L.A. And now he's going to be asked to do something that he's not done before here with the Nets, which with LA, he was asked to be the high flyer guy, go up and get some rebounds, granted not a ton. And then Detroit, hey, you're the focal point of our team here, right? And so now with the Nets, they're going to be asking him to rebound and really get some good defensive, I, I guess, effort. You know, I would say I've never really known Blake Griffin, but and there's not a lot of guys in the league that I know of who are just really great defensive guys who are playing a ton of minutes every single night anyways. That's just a part of their game, right? You think of kind of Andre Roberson, Tabo Cephalosha with the Thunders and the Thunders heyday. Bruce Brown right now with the Nets, really good wing guard. But like Rudy Gobert is, you know, the dude with the Jazz, but he's such a skilled player. He's not he's not a dude you're picking up off of, you know, a buyout or anything like that anytime soon anyways. So with, with the Nets here, what I get into is that Blake's rebounding numbers, Grant, I'm just going to repeat myself here. He was asked to do something different with his current, you know, with the last team he was with and the first team he was with, but his rebounding numbers have gone down year over year, period. Um, they had a little bit of an uptick, you know, this season compared to last, but it's kind of we're splitting hairs here. And then his three-point percentage has gone up. So if he's just given just wide open three-pointer with three-pointers, which I don't think he was necessarily getting in Detroit or L.A., uh, probably a little bit more in L.A., I would assume, that's that should be a good sign for him too. Hopefully, he can kind of revitalize and fit in. The reason why I bring up the would you rather have Blake Griffin or Jeff Teague is because Jeff Teague already fits <laughs> in. Green. Oh, I'm so sorry, Jeff Teague. Sorry, Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague plays in a green was, jersey uh, now. The question was Jeff Green, not Jeff Teague. <laughs> thanks for thanks for catching uh, out much, the first time much, I said that, not the third or fortieth <laughs> time I said it. Much, much like Jeff and Blake, both have <laughs> brothers. That in the NBA, huh? Taylor Griffin and RPT. I mean, wait a, wait a couple shows around Calvin. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, sir. Um, I, I do also like how Basketball Reference has Jeff Green listed as in order, power forward, small forward, and center. So um, they're they're really putting a, a lot of a lot of stuff in his in his repertoire here because as a six eight center. But just to go into a little bit more, Jeff Green's not being asked to, you know, I said, hey, I said Green this time, I got it right. He's not being asked to shoot threes um, for the Nets right now, even though he will have a couple of open ones here every so often. But also, he's just had a, a wild career when you go back and look at it. I mean, he play, he's listed as a center in basketball reference for this the past two seasons with Houston and with Brooklyn when, I mean, you guys both know he. He's been playing a lot of small forward previously in his career. So the NBA is changing, of course. But I'll say it this way. I'd rather, I would rather have more time to figure this out. But I'd right now, I'd say I'd rather take Blake Griffin just because of the potential. I think we know who Jeff Green and how he can play and what he can do. But a healthy Blake Griffin is nothing to mess with. 
nothing to f with, right? So, we'll see. Calvin. Also, add, also to add, NBA teams could save money having Blake Griffin do halftime stand-up performances. True. Oh you know what? He is a comedian himself. You know, creativity is also a factor in deciding which player, Joel. So I don't think it is, and I did not put that anywhere in the outline, uh, sir. Uh, that did. was nowhere I, in the pre-show prep. Just uh, <laughs> a little extra point, a little extra belt uh, to 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 Blake. He's got a he's got a good stand-up, got a yeah. good career ahead of him in comedy. Well, Walter, um, right before I toss it to Joel to give us a ton of crap of stuff we you know shouldn't have said earlier and uh, tell us all our preseason predictions, including one of mine saying the Raptors are going to be one of the best six teams in the East. Um, I wanted to tell you something, Walter. Can you currently hear the class and fight song playing in the background? And I know the answer is no, but that's just because of the way we record the podcast. Class and boys basketball, just on a brighter note here, beat Kingfisher and is headed to, uh, what, headed to the state state finals? Is that right, Joel? Uh, yeah, however, if they beat, yeah, if they play Kingfisher, that would be amazing. But today they did beat Mount St. Mary's. Oh, sorry. Okay. I got confused uh, then. No, no, no. Hey, that was still still very uh, challenging game um, and, and pulled through. Um, another piece we didn't talk on is, uh, unfortunately, the SAS girls also made it, but got probably one of the biggest upsets in the playoffs. They, uh, they took an L yesterday, and they were predicted to win by over 30 points. So are, they, are, are the girls out, but the guys are still in? Yes, guys are still in. Uh, they played today, obviously, won the first round. They play again on Friday. Um, and, uh, yeah, girls uh, uh, have a co-worker whose daughter is on the team. And, uh, mm. man, he was he was telling me all the wins that they had by 50, 60, 80. They even beat Douglas High School by 100. Whoa. And they they only scored, like, 30 points yesterday and took an L. So, uh, so yeah, SAS, uh, hey, good showing. Uh, both made it state. Uh, one's still playing and one did get knocked out. All right. Well, what time is that game on Friday? Should Walter and I go do a live podcast? 9.30 a.m. again. 9.30 okay. a.m. So never mind during the absolute middle of the work day. <laughs> so hopefully the boys can win one more time here so we can try to get off work and go. You know, I'm very happy for the uh, boys team. Wish the girls team could have pulled it out. I'm just glad I was able to plant a seed of success um, and leave a legacy behind that they were able to grow um, and now be a powerhouse team that's always contending for state titles. I feel uh, a small piece of that. Uh, I'm very excited and very happy for the team. <laughs> Wasn't too long ago that Joel came recruiting uh, to get me on his AAU team all those years ago, and uh, you know it brings back good memories. Yep, I had to pass on that one. All I'm just letting you guys know we're really out. we're really using the sound effects right now when Walter was just talking. <laughs> so feel free to listen back to the podcast in the first 15 minutes. Sorry, well, sorry. Uh, I'm just still, just I'm still jealous. I didn't. I'm, I would, I'm still jealous. I didn't play on the team. That that that's really why I throw in the sound effects. To be honest, well, if you would just play the sound effects that I've sent over, um, we'd be better off. But I know you don't use the sound effects that I send, so you know. Yeah, what, because you send like a six minute clip of a dude docking, and <laughs> I can't use Bill Walton just going on about whatever. For six minutes as a sound effect. An effect is like a five to ten second thing, right? Is, is it not more uh, related to me of just going off on six-minute tangents about nothing? Wouldn't that make sense that we have a six-minute Bill Walton clip? I think randomly playing it for dramatic emphasis or for emphasis of some type doesn't really convey what we want it to. And people would immediately – I would see that they could just turn off the podcast when it hit the 
Oh, here we go again with the six minutes of Bill Walton talking about scrambled eggs and orange juice or whatever it is, you know, during a birthday cake, birthday cake. Yeah, I knew it was a food related thing. Yep. Well, hey, you know what? My mouth is salivating a little bit. I uh, still we need dinner here. But before we get to that, Walter, and I hear all of your power rankings, Joel, let me know how wrong I was. Let me know how how wrong Walter and I were here and uh, and give us some info on what we want to re-say at least. No, definitely. So I was really looking forward to this segment of the show. Um, so this is, um, and Walter knows, obviously, he's known me for multiple years. Calvin, obviously, we just got connected here in the last few months. Um, I'm real big on uh, receipts. I'm real big on show, show it to me, prove it to me, or else I don't believe you. And the favorite thing about the podcast is these items are recorded. They're stored on Spotify. You can play them at any any hour of the day, any day of the week. And uh, I had the luxury today of listening back on on our podcast from mm-hmm. uh, two separate podcasts back in, in December to kind of just uh, let's let's cross check and uh, cross reference how well our our basketball analyst skills are between us three and Calvin. I'm taking say, a big fat L here. Uh, what are we talking about? No, no, Calvin, just the opposite. You and oh. I are, are are pretty good analysts, but we have a third guy on the show with. Oh my God! Not sure how much basketball he watches over the years. Um, Joel, so, Joel, but but wait a yeah. second here. Wait a second. Go here. ahead. Walter's got a built-in excuse. Okay. Your oh, anniversary is hey, tomorrow. Anniversary. He's trying to pre- no, no. Your anniversary is tomorrow. He's trying to prepare <laughs> yeah, for mean, your uh, anniversary uh, gift. Okay. He was preparing for this back in December. All right. Not his anniversary. Your anniversary. He's preparing for this in December. Yeah, Calvin. A little stressed out. Don't know what I'm going to get right. Joel for his anniversary. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, just add to it. I had a long day. I, you know, you didn't. You didn't ask me how my weekend was, but it was terrible. I I I was going to ask. I was I was going to ask about you guys, but I messed up because I had to. <laughs> Well, before you, you before you jumped on the the, the line, Walt, we had to set up that joke. So shout out to my dad for the for the <laughs> idea for the I helped Blake move um, to Brooklyn um, line because oh. I had to set that up. So I should ask. I, I forgot to. Ask, I should have asked Walt first, but <laughs> I I was like, I can't let this go. I got to make sure I get it in. So anyway, sorry, yeah. Walt. How was your weekend? No, it's okay. I uh, eighteen uh, minutes a, in. As a jokester, <laughs> I uh, I understand. I you know uh, we can move on. Uh, it's okay. No one needs to know about my crappy weekend. But um, it, Aww, it's it, it it's better now. That no. It's better. I, well, you know, Calvin, I really wanted to help you move to Detroit. Unfortunately, a family member did pass away, and so Saturday I was well, at a funeral. Okay, out in the middle Hold of nowhere. Hold on a second. Hold um, on. Hold on. on. Rewind the tapes here. Back it way up. You were also not going to get off work Friday and Monday for the All-Star break. I, I was going to. Well, I didn't realize I was going to have to take Monday off, but I was getting oh. ready to take Friday off for you, bud. Well, you were not going to get Monday off, so let's roll it forward here. All right, Joel, how how wrong or correct was Walt? Okay. Uh, so just remind <laughs> the, the listeners from those December podcasts, whether they listen to them or not, uh, we did break it up in two different podcasts themselves, one obviously by conference. Um, and, uh, the survey says amongst the West, uh, Calvin, you and I, uh, we know the West pretty well, apparently. Mm. And Walter apparently, uh, lives somewhere on the East coast. Cause God bless. Did he get almost every single one of these wrong? And the way I had graded these is obviously, you know, um, you know, I'm not matching it up. Hey, did, did, did Walter get number one Lakers correct? And what are they now? Mm. Um, uh, mm. I, the way I scaled it was if you're off by five, 
spots or more. Okay. So if you predicted the Lakers were, you know, one and there are three, I'm not going to count that against anybody. Well, if you're off by five spots or more is where you get penalized. And from my list, I was off uh, on one team very drastically. And ironically, Walter was too. But Calvin, you're only off by one as well. And your whole Western from top hey. to bottom. So Calvin, uh, yours was the Mavericks. But again, they're still in the playoffs as of right this second. They're okay. eight seed. You, you predicted them to finish third. So okay. you're still in the safe zone. They're still in the playoffs. Technically, you're just off by five slots. Um, the one I was off by, not going to lie. Um, again, I want to re- reel in Walter with me as well because he put him in the same spot, and that's the Utah Jazz. So I will uh, I will eat my words. And if we're doing a buy or sell moment right now, I'm definitely buying on the Jazz. Definitely uh, greater than far off because, of course, we all know they are currently the number one seed for the moment. Again, I got to say for the moment in the West. Um, and I had them at nine and Walter had them as nine as well. Um, so that would be obviously mm. eight slots off. So there's mine. Calvin, yours was the Mavericks still in the playoffs. Hey. Though. And Walter, man, how long is this podcast? Because Walter's errors are it's going to be a bit uh, to run through. So do, do we have time? Well, I'm just going to say I, this. I like halfway through. Uh, we could st- I could still be right. Uh, regression to the means with the Utah Jazz. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> I don't think so the are- Jazz will only have nine losses the rest of the season, and I don't think the Lakers will finish third in the West for the rest of the season. But nonetheless, here let's let's hear how Walt did. Okay, so here's there's a couple things. This again, I was reviewing the tape from December. And again, I know we've um, you know been through multiple podcasts as a group together. Now we're starting to get in uh, each other's rhythm and vibe and everything, and kind of getting an organization to to the podcast. Who who does what? Who talks where? And Walter really dropped the ball because you clearly told us to rank obviously the playoff teams. And Walter not only during the podcast did not list them numerically. Uh, we follow up minutes, many minutes later, and he didn't even know what where he had the teams at. He started moving them around and it was just so unorganized. It was so messy, but going in order. So hey, really don't what, go back and listen hey, to this. December yeah, podcast. Hey, Joel is talking crap on this podcast. Smart because now Joel doesn't understand where I ranked the team. So, I go to Utah so, number one. He just didn't listen right. So, so to your point, yes, I point. listed them by the way you read them off. Yeah, so so I, technically, I, technically, yes, I'm still right. I'm still right. Thank you. Man, so, uh, you, uh, so you had uh, Lakers one, uh, Mavs two. So you and uh, uh, so you obviously you're off by what, having Mavs at two and they're eight right now. Uh, so six slots off. So you obviously missed that one pretty bad at the moment. Then you had Nuggets three, Warriors. So Warriors are off by more than five slots. Pelicans off more more than five slots. But I'm not even worried about them. We already talked about the Jazz. The one that really stood out. The yeah, most. And yeah. oh my God, yeah. this guy, Walter Agnich, yeah. had the Minnesota Timberwolves in the playoffs, Calvin. You hear me? In the playoffs, not oh, even yeah. barely. Yeah, I'm still here. We're talking about at the sixth seed in the Western Conference to finish the season. And let me remind the listeners, I know a lot of people don't pay attention to Minnesota Timberwolves. They are dead last in the Western Conference, right? They're, this well, second. they're dead last in the Seven NBA, by the way. <laughs> they're dead last in the NBA. <laughs> they're dead last in the NBA. They're the only NBA team who doesn't have double-digit wins. I mean, they're worse than the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> the, the Timberwolves, the only thing they can hold their head high on right now is that they don't have, uh, they don't have the worst losing streak in the NBA. 
But second. they they have the second to the Rockets, <laughs> who still have double digit wins, and the Rockets have lost thirteen in a row. Thirteen guys, unbelievable. So, uh, it's a, so can we pitch it, uh, Walter's nine. Walter's way and see if we can kind of go through his head on what he was thinking back in December? Well, defend yourself. Let's go. Let's hear it. Uh, well, I would just like to preface that day. Um, you know, it was a long day. Uh, I didn't know what I was going to go for his anniversary, and. Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. I busted in my house, you know, uh, water everywhere. So yeah, no yeah. <laughs> regression to the means that still can happen. That still can take place. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> we were supposed to, we we're supposed to do this week, how to fix the Kings. Cause on a previous podcast, we did how to fix the wolves. We'll, we'll get that next week. We'll get how to fix uh, an NBA team. Uh, there yeah. it was. Yep. That, that was, was that one. was the one thing I forgot about. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to that segment. Cause I do like that idea because right now, Walter has had the Timberwolves, not even as a play in team. Um, when we start the season, he had him as sixth, which the Nuggets are currently sixth. And I, I don't think I had the Nuggets sixth. I think I'm a little bit higher, probably. But man, uh, um, four. You had him four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what about the East? Who, who? How do we do in the East? Yeah, all right. So, it, yeah, starts to balance itself out as far as our knowledge. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So there's one common de- denominator. Um, me and Walter had the uh, the similarities between the Jazz on the western side, but on the eastern side, there's one that all three of us have been com- were completely off on. And uh, anybody want to take a wild guess at that one? It's the New York Knicks. Knicks. It's be the the Knicks. New York Knicks, and this is the one that Calvin was the worst off on. He was oh. nine nine slots off. The Knicks, as of right this moment of the podcast are currently the fifth seed with a winning record. Wow, I had to double check that. With a winning record, 19-18 and 18 record, uh, and Calvin predicted the Knicks would finish second to last at the 14th. Uh, so wow. I wanted to defend myself here real quickly here. The Nets might be fifth in the East, but they are literally one game over 500. <laughs> and the Eastern Conference seeds four with the Celtics, so I could have really been robbed with them, seeds four with the Celtics all the way down to... Um, excuse me. Uh, let's see. Seed ten. So four through ten is separated by only two games in Eastern Conference. And then if we want to really get into it, I mean, the Magic are only five game. What six games back? Excuse me of the fourth seed. So I mean, we're we're taught we're we, we still got thirty six more games left to play. Fingers crossed we get all through all of them. Of course, with COVID and everything, but. I mean, we're talking six-game difference between the fourth seed in the East and the 14th seed, right? I'm doing that math right? Yes, you are. And that's why I sent that one your way because technically okay. your response was going to defend us all. So I appreciate that because yeah. <laughs> we are all way off. But again, like you said, we're counting pennies as far as the the, the similarities on these records and these seedings. So the Knicks was the one that we all uh, really, really were off by. But again, um, as far as ones that were also missed pretty drastically, and again, um, well, this one actually I'm, I'm going to let you both share, and this is a Calvin and Walter thing, and I am shining like you wouldn't believe on the opinion on this one Eastern Conference team. Do you guys want to take a wild guess on which one this might be? Hornets. Incorrect. How about Agent Zero? Ah, oh, Westbrook. Well, you want to take this one? Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> that's true. No, that's we're not. Well, obviously the Wizards lost tonight, which was a little bit disappointing. But uh, yeah, they they seem to have found a rhythm. Uh, you know, only five game back, five games back of the Knicks, so uh, we're looking good. Huh? Still optimistic. Still holding on to it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So For just to remind the listeners, 
So the Wizards are currently 12th in the Eastern Conference standings. Walter, you have them finishing sixth again in the top notch, not even in the playoff tournament. Four and, games back. Four games back. And Calvin had them seventh uh, again in the playoffs, but obviously uh, playing through the uh, the seeding tournament. Um, and I almost so, I mean, had them spot on. I had them at I had them at the ninth. I had them in the ninth. I had them outside the playoffs though. So so I mean I have them. What what are we were we splitting here? Sure, I have them two and a half games higher than they are. Or excuse me, three games higher than they are, I guess. So, so I'm not, I'm not necessarily trying to say this is completely inaccurate what you're putting up, Joel. But I am also saying it's completely inaccurate what you're putting up because <laughs> I, I think that I'm not that far. I mean, I'm not that far off. I'm not saying the Timberwolves are going to have double-digit wins and have 21 wins on the season when they have seven, right? So, you know, things are a little, little uh, back and forth here. Most definitely, most definitely. Yeah. Uh, you. Uh, you did bring up the Hornets. That's another one that only Walter really is way off on. Uh, the Hornets are currently the seventh seed in the Eastern standings. Uh, Walter had them at uh, second to last in the Eastern. Um, and then it's my turn, obviously, to, to admit where I was off on, uh, way off, at least as of right now. But again, kind of like give them the Calvin pass. Still had this team in the playoffs, and, but my seedings are off. Uh, the Miami Heat. I did predict the Miami Heat would finish with the best um, a record in the Eastern Conference, mm. and as of right this second, they are hot right now, winning seven out of the last ten games, and currently in the playoff picture at the sixth seed. But that is my furthest one I was off on on the um, on the East side. So yeah, they uh, are, obviously they are six they were, games out of first place, though. Yeah, I mean, one of those wins they cheated right before the All Star break. Oh my gosh, under, it was screw job. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Hey, hey, I'm going to defend the Westbrook. He's Westbrook and the Wizards are six and four over the last ten. Yeah, they got a yeah, win record over the Calvin. last 10. Yeah, you know, well, I'll stick up for you a little bit here and there. <laughs> Y'all really give me a there. chance, though. Those Oklahoma City brothers, I like it, stick together. So uh, so, so to wrap up, as far as, again, the whole grading scale was um, being off by five or more uh, spots. And, and uh, last place was Walter. He was off on nine teams. Uh, I reeled it in with five and Calvin, you're technically right. The second in first place with only being off by four spots, four okay. teams that are currently five, uh, five spots, um, different than what you predicted. Well, Walter, let me ask you this. Who's the biggest surprise to you out of any team that you, you went into the season going, Oh man, I really think they do this. Yeah. You know, who surprised you the most as a team? Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious the Timberwolves suck. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last time I trust Carl Anthony Towns. And <laughs> I wonder if Jimmy Butler got out of there. Fire the coach midway through. Jeez Louise. It really seems like <laughs> everyone left Minnesota and got way better in their whole life. Yeah, my my goodness. I will never I will never believe in them again. Thibodeau's now coaching a fifth place. You know, Eastern Conference Knicks team that's gotten out of the cellar, at least for now. I mean, I'm not trying to jinx them, but, you know, I mean, they're one game over 500. I'm not going to throw them a party. Um, Jimmy Butler, of course, went to the finals. And, oh, oh yeah, and uh, Andrew Wiggins is also on a playoff team. So, you know, really, uh, once you, you know, Minnesota's the team you got to go through, right? So, Walter, I think this is the next thing here, okay? And, Joel, you too, man. We all need to go apply right now today to be Minnesota Timberwolves staff members of some type, okay? I don't care what it is, mopping the floors, whatever. We got to spend a year doing it, or at least however long Jimmy Butler was there. 
And then hey, once we leave, it's just green pastures galore, right? Oh, everything's going to trend upwards because that's what happens when you leave when you leave Minnesota, I guess, right? You know, it's funny. Ricky Rubio at the beginning of the season getting traded from the Thunder to the Timberwolves. He was probably pretty happy about that. Oh, yeah. He was going for going to a contender. And boy, I think he'd rather be on the Thunder, even with their crappy new uniforms. Oh, you don't like the new Dallas Mavericks God, uniforms no. that the Thunder are no, wearing? I don't. I don't. I don't like them. It would be fun to be in Minnesota, though. Joel and I supposedly have a friend that supposedly moved to Minnesota. That'd be kind of interesting to, to to rehash with that friend. But like you said, greener greener pastures after we leave the team. A lot of supposedly <laughs> there. Um, Joel, what about you? What's the biggest biggest uh, prediction you're surprised by? Um. That kind of you know, following suit with Walter as far as um, you know, just going by our whole little scale of uh, predictions ourselves. Uh, the Utah Jazz, mm. man, mm. they have been extremely impressive. Um, <laughs> I went even on a little tangent about how the Jazz didn't make little to any changes in the off season, and um, yeah, proved me wrong. Looking like a dummy right now because uh, uh, them not changing anything means that. They didn't have. They didn't need to make any changes. They were happy with the roster. Um, obviously, exiting the bubble, the performances I've seen their superstar Donovan Mitchell. There was also um, uh, a question that was asked, actually, Calvin, from you to the group, um, you know, about the chemistry of Donovan Mitchell between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. If there's going to be any concerns in the season, and obviously their play and their record and uh, their uh, all-star nods for both of them, um, including Mike Conley, uh, prove otherwise uh, that there is absolutely no chemistry issues. They're hitting on all cylinders right now. Um, so yeah, my definitely my biggest surprise thus far um, for the whole NBA, uh, either conference, is uh, Utah Jazz. I really, really underestimated them. Yeah, I, I got to say mine is, honestly, it, it's the Knicks. I really didn't see this coming from them just because last year they only played, you know, with, with everything happened with the bubble and them not being one of the bubble teams, they played 66 games in total. But they won only 21 games last season. Right now they already have 19 wins, right? So that that to me is uh, pretty impressive over only, you know, 36 games. So in 30 less games, the Knicks have really jumped up there. The other one here is the Sixers. They finished last season as um, the sixth overall seed, great with everything going on. And right now, I really got to eat my words on that whole, oh, I think that Seth Curry trade is going to work out really well for the Sixers. And I think that, you know, the uh, the Mavericks are going to benefit, you know, in that trade as well, just because the Mavericks, I mean, Seth, Seth Curry looks like he's just been lighting on fire uh, with the Sixers and could be, you know, I mean, not necessarily a six-man-of-the-year candidate, but definitely a, Definitely a candidate for some type of award, whereas, and the Mavericks just look like the Doncic show as really just being wide open on the court for him because the rest of the help he's getting isn't too great. So, and and when they traded um, the KU guy, I, I kind of forget his name. I'm just blanking on it for a second here uh, to the Mavericks. But I think he starts from sometimes here and there, but he was the guy who went from the Sixers to the Mavs. Do you guys remember who I'm talking about? Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson. Right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, Edmund. Yeah. From Edmund. Edmund, Edmund, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he didn't go to KU. I was getting confused with Marcus Yeah, you threw Garrett, me off there. I was like, yeah, went my bad. He went to Tennessee, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, he sir. went to Tennessee. I was getting confused with uh, Marcus Garrett, who's currently at KU still. But anyways, um, and then Ty- Tyrell Terry, I believe, was also the, the guy who was the draft pick who was sent back um, too, and Neither of those two guys have played extremely well to make up the difference for losing Seth Curry over the offseason, which I didn't think was a huge loss, and it really has. So i got to walk back my words a little bit there, too. Um, yeah, just kind of all saying it. But, 
Let me ask you guys this, kind of as we we talked about here. Walter, you threw in the the jersey comment. What do you guys think about the the Miami Heat moving to Indiana, Indiana and rebranding themselves as the uh, Indiana Heat with their jerseys that came out with today? They're yellow. Any thoughts? What can we do with the Indiana Heat? I, I like them. Uh, yeah. I mean, they still oh, they have no. yellow. They they yeah. have yellow in their logo, so uh, they didn't get too far off, obviously. But yeah, I, I can see where you're going with with being obviously majority yellow. I, yeah, uh, I mean, but the whole you got to mix it up. Yellow. I, I um, you know, Walter again, obviously uh, have had many conversations and have our own. Um, how do you say uh, connect in the Jersey world? Um, mm. Uh, mm. Yeah, his um, uh, his name is Bao Win in China, who makes them for us. Oh. Um, they uh, the jerseys. <laughs> the the jerseys. The... George right now, by the way, guys. <laughs> oh it, yeah, I, do you tell them that it's a crop top? That's how small came. Yeah, well, you know, I've replaced the crop top, but uh, yeah, I'll put on the crop top real quick for you guys. <laughs> not a not a video podcast. Keep going though. <laughs> uh, no, I like them mixing up the jer- the jerseys. Uh, it makes it fun. Obviously, it's obviously all about um, sales and <laughs> merchandise sales for for each team. So um, you got to step outside the box, you know, to to really expand on what you already have in inventory. So uh, hey, I like it. They they got yellow. The, if you look at the Miami Heat logo, there's a little bit of yellow at the very top of that flame. So uh, they just played off of that and really expanded and made the whole jersey. I feel like <laughs> the, the uh, I feel like the Miami Heat logo has the, about the same amount of uh, yellow as the Thunder logo has the color red. You know, I mean, it's just you're really. Um, and then to turn the whole thing yellow. I mean, I understand, like, if they're saying, like, gold because he made it to the finals, which would make more sense if they won the finals. Anyways, the Clippers jersey is a little bit weird. And then last the comment I'll make here is the, um, the Utah Jazz just got the straight-up Seattle Sonics Horrible. treatment. I don't get that. Like, they just – it's literally just Sonics colors. I, I have looked at the Utah Jazz logo a couple of times, and I did not know it had – that much, well, I guess, the, I mean, the, the thing is, is here, is like I'm saying that much green, so I guess it has a hint of it. They can do whatever they want to do, but, I so mean, the it's, jazz, it's, the jazz it's not are having a lot of the green. most, they're having the most fun with it. So going back to what I just said, as far as you just got to expand upon what is original, they have used almost every color in the rainbow based on their original colors of obviously the navy and yellow. They added in the sunset colors with the red and oranges, and now they're, their throwbacks originally were obviously, you know, some of the coolest ones. Actually, the mountains in the background, like we all know, Carl Malone mm-hmm. and John Stockton had mm-hmm. in the in the finals run with the Bulls. They throw those on every once in a while, and then yeah, to see today's um, released, like you said, uh, going to the Supersonics green and yellow. Yeah, they're just using every color. They're using every color of the rainbow. I I will give I will give props to the Raptors. Raptors jerseys look good for what they're doing. Oh, they're always legit. You know they're always legit. Um, Sixers with the bell. Blazers just plain and simple, just black and white. I mean, how much more basic can you go? But you still got the stripe across. The Magic with the checkerboard sides, but still going the same. I mean, I'm big into the color scheme here, as everyone can tell probably. Uh, Lakers, I mean, can't go wrong with doing that. Clippers, though, is the last one I'll leave a comment on. My favorite jerseys by far and away are the Rockets. That's just that basic red and black. It looks sweet. Uh, and the Nets look good, too. I can't can't lie. But um, the Clippers jersey here, just like a weird... It's like the image isn't loading fully. It's just like a weird, <laughs> like, it's grayed out. Like, it's just like... I mean, I thought um, I thought Steve Ballmer knew was, like, the owner of Microsoft. I didn't think he was trying to get their loading screen to pop up on a jersey. But, man, that's where we're going to... Hey, yo. 
just in the I just these jerseys. It looks like the NBA came with these to the NBA teams last night and said, "Hey, you guys have one day to come up with your new earned jerseys." I know we forgot to do it last year, but we're not going to forget this year. Uh, you have one day to come up with the jersey because uh, I mean, yeah, the Raptors is the coolest. I'll give you that. Uh, all the other ones look like. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just they uh, look pretty uh, pretty bland to me. Well, I think uh, Calvin um, didn't mention. You guys realize who got jerseys and who didn't? Yeah, it's um, the playoff teams from last yeah, year. Yeah, all the playoff teams got jerseys. Am I missing something here? Yeah, my apologies. Did I miss that one? Yep, that, hey. is, that, that was the correct answer. Yeah, well, it's are, just are you getting at something I'm missing? They, <laughs> they did it two years ago, and then they didn't do it last year, I guess, because COVID. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, maybe that's... Yep, that's my bad. M- missed that one. No oh. Thunder earned jerseys next year, though, it looks like. Ah, uh, oh, well. oh. Oh, Walter, Walter you, just Walter, a bit. Walter, are you well, are you are you down on the Thunder? Just because of the New Jersey, yeah, I'm down on them. Really? Yeah. I honestly, I'm I'm fine with the whole like scheme of the jersey. I just wish it was orange. Yeah, no, I just it just like why can't I said, it be orange? Why can't it be orange and navy? I, I, we used to have those like Adidas, you know, orange and navy jerseys. We used to have always have the sunsets, and now, eh. Yeah, I wish they would have brought back like the bombing memorial jersey or something. Uh, I really like that one, but uh, or at yeah, least those no. colors, right? Like, yeah, you know, they could just colors. keep doing that or something. The colors are so just what, straight up so navy and blue. So they can't ever wear those because the bombing jerseys are legit. They can't ever wear those ever again. I'm. Pr- I yeah. don't know what the new rules are. They seem yeah. like they came up with them on the fly. Yeah, I feel like so in those, five those years they could just bring them back. Like they just, every five years from now, it could just be you know. We're wearing these jerseys, and then what percent donation goes to, you know, something or whatever they want. I mean, I, I'm clearly not the marketing strategist for the Thunder, but just an idea. You know, someone put on Twitter, and I thought it was a great idea, redoing the Oklahoma City Hornets Valentine's Day jersey for the Thunder. Uh, I love that jersey. I happen to have the Hornets Valentine's Day jersey, so I'd be all for redoing that. Best jersey so you've ever you can right resell there. your jersey for more money. I I see it. Well, I see it. Well, trying to play this um, game. I wish I could. I wish I could resell this jersey. Unfortunately, I stole it from my mom. And when my when it was my mom's jersey, she had it signed. It was a Chris Ball jersey. Uh, she had it signed by Desmond Mason and ruined it. So, well, because it's a Chris Paul jersey that Desmond no, Mason because, signed. Because Desmond Mason signed it. Yeah. That's well, no, no. I mean. I mean, but I mean, it's not a Desmond Mason jersey that Desmond Mason signed, right? It's a Chris Paul it's jersey. It's a Chris Paul jersey that, that Desmond Mason Des- signed. Mason. Yeah. yeah. Just to be clear. Okay. Does it does it matter, Calvin? I mean, either way, if Desmond Mason's involved, the jersey's not going to be worth much. No, Desmond Mason went to Oklahoma State. We're proud of number twenty-four. Um. Well, well, well. We don't have Trey Young throwing up thirty bricks a game. We got to talk about the guys who you know came to Oklahoma State and played in the NBA. Okay. Uh, Trey Young's in the NBA. He uh, started. I, I know. Started an All Star game, uh, which Desmond Mason. Oh never wait, did. wait. Did wait. Did Trey Young start last year? What happened to him this year? Is is there something with? Uh, well, oh, know, oh, oh, wait, 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 wait! None of the players, even on his own team, voted for him to be in the All Star game. That's right. That's right. I mean, let's face this: Trey had a long day. Oh um, my gosh! You can't make the excuse for other people work. now. No, dude. Next year, he's going to be back in the All Star game. You can book it. Well, Walter, hey, I, I'm getting a little hungry here myself. Why don't you set us up for some of this uh, top five food power rankings, all right? While Joel keeps laughing about something. I don't know. Joel's a very happy man. He's got an anniversary coming up. I still don't know what I'm going to get him. His anniversary is um, tomorrow, we'll, by the way, in case you want to 
yeah. Joe Niccolo on Instagram. Go watch him happy anniversary whenever you listen to this podcast. Yeah. Okay, so here are my power rankings of best meals I like to make for sporting events. I would like to preface in the beginning that these are not snacks. So the popcorns of the world, the nachos of the world, the hot dogs of the world are not going to be included in this list. I feel like I hot know, dogs is not a snack. Have you had a hot dog as a snack before? Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a meal item. It's an entree I've item. Had a hot dog. Anywho, I've put a lot of time into this. <laughs> I, I know you've never let me do this. I know you were hesitant. The only reason you're letting me do this is because it's All-Star Week and we don't have much to talk about. That's um, not so – no, I, no, I no. I, I was uh, hesitant and I wanted to save it for the listeners for the end of the podcast because your power rankings are that good. We got to give people to look some look forward to. So not just me or my voice talk the whole time. Go ahead. If these power rankings go well, I will do another one for top five snacks okay. I like to eat during the game, okay? Okay. But right now we're gonna we're going to do top five meals. Joel, are you ready? I've been waiting this whole entire time for this very moment. Okay. Okay, Gear it up here. Gear it up. Okay. All right. Coming in at number five, my fifth favorite, we have one of Joel's favorites, the ham sliders. Let me tell you a little bit about the sliders here. The key to a good ham slider starts with the bread. It has has to be Hawaiian rolls. You combine that with a good ham, Swiss cheese, Cheese, a mustard Worcestershire sauce, onion flakes, Parmesan, and a little bit of parsley. Mm. And do not forget butter on top. When I asked some people on Twitter to review and rate these meals, uh, we got some responses. So we actually had two for the sliders. So the first came from at Teabag Mike Gundy, who's a fan of the show. Frequent, Calvin's frequent, frequent, frequent fan of the fan show. Of the show. So hopefully we get him on soon. He had to say, this popular TikTok recipe has been turned into a culinary classic thanks to Walter. His creative insight with his special mustard blend makes this a masterpiece. Very nice things for him to say. Um, And then the second person was, oh, it looks like it's at Coach DiNicolo. Okay, (laughs) let's see what he has to say. Okay, he said, sliders are good. Okay, all right. All right. Can't describe that any better, Joel? Can put, put at least a little adjective in front of there? Nope, that was good enough. Oh, oh, good enough. Okay, all right. And we're moving on to number four. Are you ready, Joel? Let's do it. Okay, at number four, another one that Joel likes. We have a mac and cheese. So sometimes greatness is simple, Calvin. Macaroni noodles, a little mm-hmm. five different cheese blend. Ooh, Milk, okay. flour. So, hey, so this, onion, ain't, this, this ain't no blue box. This ain't no blue box, right? No craft blue box? Right, no blue okay. box. No blue box. We're not going blue box, blue box here. Okay. Ground mustard, and don't forget the panko crumbs, because guess what, Calvin? This bad boy gets baked. <laughs> so Ooh. the last time I made this homemade macaroni and cheese was game seven of the Rockets versus the Thunder in the playoffs last year. I, I feel like and, okay, go ahead. And the review we have is from at Baker Mayfield Sauce. Huh. I wonder if he's getting into the barbecue game, Calvin. Do you know anything about that? Nope. Maybe not. Blake. Nope. Excuse me. Did you, did you, are you talking about Baker Mayfield having sauce? Sauce. Yeah. It says at Baker's at Baker's Sauce. Uh, you know, who, who knows? I, maybe he's making maybe he's making barbecue sauce now. I don't know. Uh, Anyways, he's literally let's, on let's, every let's, ad on TV because he keeps going locked out of his own stadium. They got to figure that oh, out. Oh, yeah. 
Okay. All right. Well, let's see. He at Baker Sauce writes, "Who knew a homemade classic could taste so good?" Please let me know when Chef Walter opens a restaurant because I will eat there five nights a week. Wow. Very nice things for him to say. Sure. I mean, hey, if Baker Mayfield's tweeting out about your good food, I mean, it can't be a dumpster fire. Well, we don't know. It's it's just this at Baker sauce. We don't know who it could be. Um, You know, it could actually be Baker. We don't know. Um, However, very kind words to say about my uh, macaroni and cheese. Sure. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, are we ready? Number, here. <laughs> are we? Are we ready for number three, Joel? I know I you're salivating feel like over there. We're already at number. Anyways, keep going. Man, uh, this is. Yeah. Go what? ahead. Are we at number go two? Ahead. Wasn't the wasn't what? anyways? I, I thought I thought everyone was okay with this. Joel, are you not happy with my selection so far? No, solid meals. I just didn't know we we're going to do a step by step recipe of how to make this and how long it needs to be in the oven. <laughs> well, I, I feel like I haven't given. If you want me to, I can write down the actual recipe i did Wait, kind no, of give a no brief. no we kind of want like a food if, review here my guy a food if, review if, here if people, if, yeah if people want to know the recipe um they can reach out to me i'll give them specifics i at least want to give them um you know at least a description so they can start visualizing how good tasting this food is joel hit yeah, him up at, also, at walter a350 on twitter yeah you could also pick up the pace a little bit some people have anniversaries tomorrow <laughs> oh, oh man <laughs> oh, uh, very joel's got All something right. going on at midnight i guess okay. all right Keep going, Walt. At, at number three we have the cubano sandwich how about that um the last time i made this um was for my 27th birthday how about that joel now this two-day cook is such a challenge when you're done <laughs> You feel like you have completed the hardest Zelda dungeon. Am I right, Joel? Zelda? Uh, no, no, yeah, not, not yeah. for me. I don't know. Yep. Cubanos start with the brine. Now, that includes my favorite ingredient, Joel, and that is booze. Who doesn't love booze, Joel? And you <laughs> combine that. emphasis. What on the word booze? I can't get over <laughs> it. You, you combine that with seasonings and orange juice. And you let that pork shoulder hold for 24 hours, bring it out, then you make the mojo, an olive oil-based with enough cilantro to fill the Grand Canyon, and then you slow roast the pork, my friend. Once you slow roast the pork, you take it out, you cut it, you get some Cuban bread, you get some ham, fry the ham, cheese, the pork that you've been cooking all day, mustard pickles, and then you put it on the I mean, straight up, you have the ingredients listed. You have the way to make it. It does sound very appetizing, though. There is a lot. There's this is a laundry list affair. I've said I said seasonings. There's about 20 seasonings that go into the Cubano sandwich. I love it though. It is the world's best sandwich. Um, So here we go. From at Bayless makes more money than Aaron Baines. Oh wow. Okay. He said, "For for heaven's sake, Walter makes it look so easy. This divine masterpiece is full of flavor." And did not know pork could taste so good. If I'm on death row, my last meal would be these sandwiches. But you have Gosh. a number two? You don't, what do you have a number one then? No, that's number three. That was number oh, okay. three. <laughs> All right. All right. So you, you have the last you know, meal you eat on the face I, of the earth I don't at number even, three. I don't even know if I want to continue now. If, uh, no, no. I'm curious what number two and one are. I mean, Walter, number, you're doing great, man. Number two you're doing great. One, I mean, well, you're kind of, you're just pick hard. it up. Just. Just pick it up a little yeah, bit. But you don't agree. All right, two and two. All right, my bad. I'll stop it. You got an anniversary to get to, Joel, and you know you also have a, another son on the way. Uh, 
Heaven forbid, if I take too long, the sun might be here by the time of the end of this. Oh, trust okay. me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Number two, barbacoa tacos. I last made this meal week three, Packers versus Saints, and what a win it was by the Green Bay Packers. Now, this meal, you will be happy. It is a quick one because this was taught to me by my sister, and I have been sworn to secrecy. The only thing I can say about this is I do not actually use barbacoa meat. It is too chewy for me, Calvin. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So from at the Hansboro Brothers Can Ball, these delectable <laughs> tacos are the perfect combination of hot yet still delusive flavor. This ancient family recipe is given the proper respect by Walter, a true homage to the past. God, I miss the 90s. Oh, very uh, nice. Hey Walter, what was number what was number three again? Uh, uh, number three, Cubano. Cubano. Cubanos. Cubanos. Okay, thanks. All right, continue. Okay, there we go. All right. All right. Okay. You know, sorry, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. That. that would be I, more appreciative of my culinary. Uh, I apologize. Culinary. I apologize. My head was on my shoulder for just a few seconds. Oh, okay, you're going to sleep there. Okay, I get it. <laughs> number day, one. Big drum roll right, here. One. What we got? Number one. I have my enchiladas oh walter you never shared those with me yes now these Whoa. enchiladas the last time well you haven't had my cubanos either i've been I've, and calvin hasn't either i need to make them for you guys um, i have not had any was, of these meals that walter is talking about oh dang i know I've, i know Joseph i had, had, I, had, and, I, had oh. I had number four number five and i don't know how it's not number one and number two man them them yeah. items are delicioso oh thank you joel thank you could uh, have could have uh, said a little better than your tweet that just said sliders are good, uh, but that's okay. That's another day. Uh, last time I made these homemade enchiladas was the evening after Tiger Woods won the 2019 Masters. Now I will say this: the enchiladas are made from a chuck roast with seasoning, slow cooked into a crock pot. Uh, what I do then is once you put it in the crock pot for several hours, it comes out and just falls apart. It's just beautiful, um, and then you do a cheese blend. And flour tortillas. Yes, I did say flour and not corn tortillas. And then kill it with homemade enchilada sauce. Why, why do you choose the flour instead of corn here? Uh, I just I love the taste of a good flour tortilla. I know corn is a classic, a classic enchilada. Uh, this is not a classic enchilada. This is something that I've I've completely gone off the wall with, um, just from different experiments, and I have. Come to really enjoy the flour tortilla instead of the corn tortilla for this for this particular meal. Uh, Tex-Mex enchiladas, uh, you do have to use corn tortilla. You cannot use a flour tortilla. Um, the chili, when you put it on top, it does not make a good combo with the flour. Um, mm. But for this instance, I do say you go flour tortilla. Wise words from a decent man. All right, all right. Okay, from at give Walter a break. He's had a long day. I mean, my God, I have. Uh, just wow. Just wow. I've had nothing in my life like this before. These heavenly enchiladas are filled with luscious flavors that I know Walter took his sweet time to make. You want to know the secret to amazing food, high quality ingredients, and a sixth sense of how to put the ingredients together. Walter is truly the goodwill hunting of the culinary world. Wow. Makes it so damn easy. Yeah. No. Wow. Kind words. And that is number one, Calvin. The homemade Number enchilada. Homemade enchiladas. Well, Walter, you know what? When COVID is over, hey, everything is Hey, wake all... up. It's over. Yeah. Uh, nope, I caught it. Enchiladas. Yep, can't wait. Yeah. Oh, wake up. He's, he's, he's here with us. Um, 
whenever whenever things all said and done, we're gonna have to get some uh, in person reviews here from Joel and I. Or maybe you know what, Walter, we can just come try to pick them up from your house, you know, or whatever. Here sounds so yeah, good. No, sounds mouth watering right now. So sounds great. Cannot wait for some of these. Um, Honestly, the Cubano sliders that take two days. That sounds fantastic. But well, it's uh, not a slider, Calvin. Let me preface. Oh, I'm so sorry. There's there were, on a Cuban. I was also thinking of bread. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I was also thinking of the ham and cheese sliders. Right. Yeah. Those yeah. sound amazing too. Yes, they are good, Calvin. And I appreciate everyone taking the time on Twitter to say such nice things. <laughs> yeah, really brightening up Walter's week here. And know? at give Walter a break. He's had a long day. I mean, yeah, it's very true. I appreciate them having that that. That Twitter handle. Uh, oh yeah, I wonder if they would give it to me. Oh yeah, hundred ten percent. Well, of course, yeah. of course, man. And at Teabag Mike Gundy. I mean, let's face it. Uh, Teabag Mike Gundy's on the shore show more than you know some other people on the show. You know, he's he's a constant. Where are you getting at here? What are you What are you getting at here? No, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh, I was definitely didn't... a slight at somebody. What's going on here? Well, I mean, obviously it's not you, Calvin. You've been oh, on the I... show. Time. I mean, what do you mean I've been on this show? I host the show. The show oh, runs yeah. through me. That's true. I mean, there you go. Mango, you've been on the show every time. You host it. I, yeah, I have hosted the show every time I've been on the you show. You're right. Yeah. 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 Oh, thanks, Walt. Thanks. Yeah. I'm, I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful you gave me the platform to do this. Um, this was one of my favorite top five power rankings. Um, I know it put Joel to sleep. I wish Zev was here to, to listen to it. I think uh, Joel. I think Joel and I are both kind of a little bit like weary and going to sleep just because it's kind of all this type of food is, is what the food that you would eat that actually would put you to sleep. You know, it's so good. You just eat so much of it. You know, you want to pass out. And, and hopefully next week I can do my top five snacks uh, during sporting events. I don't I don't know why not. I, I would say just one thing. Top five snacks here at UD at which sporting event, right? So, I mean, like you're clearly not going to eat a bunch of, you know, Cracker Jacks, the basketball game. So, you know, kind of factor in your, your snacks yeah, here for I which event. Staple for baseball, but I would not eat Cracker Jacks at baseball game either. They're bad. They're just well, and That's just an example. I'm not trying to give yeah. anything that you would get into if it's part of your snacks away. I do think it is interesting here that you put hot dogs as a snack food. Because I generally think of hot dogs as part of an entree, but I guess people do have hot dogs just randomly. Uh, I mean, the way I could put away a hot dog, Calvin, it would take like three of them to make a meal, four of them to make a meal. So if I oh no, that's dog, that's definitely accurate. I just don't eat. Yeah, I don't eat a bunch of just. Uh, I just don't, just don't eat a bunch of hot dogs personally. Can only can only be a Hebrew national, or it can be a Nathan's. That's the only two hot dogs I like. Oh, um, okay. Now we know, Joel. Anything to uh, add on here? I don't want to hear. No, that was perfect. Um, okay. During his whole little spiel about his five power rankings of his uh, favorite foods to make, I was able to go ahead and jot down um, almost in the same fashion I would um, kind of my stock report. Mm. Walter is kind of my – he's at my uh, um, investment advisor. Oh, yeah. And so um, there, there's, uh, there's items that he provides to me, and I monitor it. Um, I unfortunately did take a leap of faith and it hasn't worked out in my favor. So, um, and that would be a uh, Fubo TV, uh, cause it's down 18% since the moment he told me to buy it, but that's neither, neither here nor there. Um, way to use the, the public teams. platform to call Walter for his stock tips, you know, way to use it. I told Joel, I told Joel, I said, Hey Joel, buy plug power. He didn't do it. Uh, I told Joel to buy plug power at $12. Um, and 73 cents. It's at $43.20. He didn't do it. I told him to buy Dogecoin at one cent. He didn't do it. It's at five cents right now. Oh, um, I did. I did. I, I did. I, 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 
I also told him about Southwest Airlines. He didn't buy Southwest Airlines. Um, I about told him about Disney. He didn't buy Disney. I also told him about MGM, uh, Las Vegas. That's pretty much Joel's AKA is AKA Las Vegas. Uh, I've made a uh, $50 on them. Uh, still, still none, but, uh, you know, it, go ahead and, uh, yeah, uh, go ahead. And <laughs> it wasn't even recommended. I said, I said, Hey, to Shane, who's in the group. I said, Hey, Shane, Ubo TV is going to allow sports gambling on their platform. Do you think that's cool? And then all of a sudden, Joel sends a screenshot and says, "Fubu's down twenty dollars." What the hell, Walter? All right. Well, hey, well, yeah. well, hey, hey, we we gotta gotta wrap up the podcast a little bit here. Joel's got something to get to. Um, slash, I gotta get some hurt. sleep at some point here. Um, and and of course, as anyone who's listening to the podcast knows, I haven't eaten dinner yet. So I mean, now I really gotta eat something. Um. So we'll ask you one question, and I'll Joel ask you one question as we end this out here. All right, you got thirty seconds, and I'm gonna cut you off. All right, you ready? Ready, Walt? I'm glad I got a cutoff, but yeah, go All right, ahead. Here we go. Here we go. LeBron's going to win MVP. Oh, wait. What What do you think about Mark Cuban letting people buy Dogecoin for season tickets for the Mavericks? Who's going first? Seconds. Thirty. Well, it's just this question is just you, Walt. I got a separate one for Joel. You got thirty seconds. Uh, go. Okay. Yeah, very excited that Mark Cuban is allowing this. Obviously, it's a company that I'm heavily invested in. I guess it's not really a company. It is a. Uh, it is a uh, it is a cryptocurrency. Uh, I had bought the cryptocurrency just because of my dog is a Shiba. Little Ann Perkins is a Shiba. Uh, the reason I bought it, and now it's turning into something bigger than uh, I could expect. You know, I'm I'm part of the Dogecoin army. Uh, you know, hold the line, people. Hold the line. Uh, Mark Cuban's holding the line. Um, he's building the line. Um, All right, well, yeah. well, well, okay. we're cutting you off okay. there. You got the thirty. All right, Joel, your question is. Where do you want to see Lamarcus Aldridge go to now that he's no longer uh, at least playing with the Spurs? Oh, man. If I would have had a little preface of this question coming, I could have had my West Coast music ready to go in the background. Come on, baby. If you want to win, there's only one place to go, and that's the City of Angels, and that's the Purple and Gold. Come on through. We got a spot for you. We're tired of Marcus Gasol. You don't have to play more than 20 minutes a game. You'd be happy. You can uh, uh, get a plenty of rest in and uh, get a ring um, coming in the season. L.A. Lakers, baby. All I'll right. Tell you, one you only thing. had two seconds left, you. but well done. Well done. Well I'll done take those fine. two seconds. I'll tell you one thing. It ain't going to help you with Blake Griffin and the Nets coming your way now, Joel. There's, <laughs> there's uh, someone's taking a jump above the Lakers. I don't know what cap room the Lakers have to sign him. That's my thing. I guess as a buyout, it doesn't matter, and you just go get a ring. But uh, man, I'll be interested to see how, where, where Aldridge goes. So... With that being said, thank you guys as always for listening to the latest episode of the CGA Tour podcast. Please follow at the CGA Tour on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, wherever you get the podcast. Honestly, the podcast is there. Any listening platform. Give us a review and rating on iTunes or Spotify, and we'll catch you guys again soon. Peace.